I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to the show where I talk to actors and make them tell me the stories of the roles they almost got. It's fun. We have a good time. As a reminder, my interviews are usually recorded weeks in advance. The interview you are about to hear was recorded prior to the murder of George Floyd. With that said, there is a link in the show notes for uh, blacklivesmatters.carrd.co, and that's going to take you to a website where you can make donations if you have the ability to do that, but it also has great resources, great things that you can learn about, um, daily tasks, petitions, places you can call. Uh, it's a really great link uh, that's going to be in the show notes, so make sure you click that after listening to this, or while you're listening to this, you can also do that as well, and Use your time wisely. Today on the show, we have my good friend, Patrika Darbo. I've known her since I was a kid. We've done several things together. We did a show that my mom and I produced when I was a teenager called Misbehave. She was in another show with me called Acting Dead that she actually won an Emmy for. We have a new film called Vinyl Child that's coming out soon where she plays my mom. Um, and it's super fun. I love working with her. She's always a blast. You probably know her best from Days of Our Lives, Bold and the Beautiful, Step by Step. 
Hatchet. I mean, the list goes on and on. She recently won an Indie Series Award for her work in the show Studio City. And she's up for an Emmy Award this weekend. So fingers crossed. I hope she gets it. This is my conversation with Patrika Darbo. Welcome to Patrika Darbo. She's here, Thunderous ladies applause. and gentlemen. <laughs> Thunderous. Heard from the mountains of Everest. <laughs> How are you? I'm good today. And what was even better was I realized I didn't have to put my makeup on or put a bra on. I can sit here and talk to you. <laughs> the joy of recording from home. There you go. Oh, my goodness. So um, pretty exciting. Today, we're recording this, you know, in, in the past when you're listening to this. We're recording this in May. But today is uh, the day before the Emmys, and you're nominated for an Emmy. Yes. Thank you very much for Studio City. I'm very excited. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. I cannot wait. I have my fingers crossed for you. You so deserve it. You deserve all the Emmys. I just want to give them all to you. Thank you very much, honey. And right back at you. You deserve them, too. You're a wonderful actress and, and also a producer, writer, director. You're, <laughs> you give women a good name, baby. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I don't I don't even know where to start with you because we've known each other for so long. So I feel like I, I know what you've done, but I know that there's a lot of things that I don't know about you because hi, we <laughs> can't know everything, but um, let's go back. Let's go back to like when you started acting and what got you into it. Uh, well, I, my mother would say I was acting when I came out of the womb. Um, I did a lot of <laughs> things when I was a kid and scouts and school and then in high school and then in college. Um, and then I came to California. I um, acted part-time because um, I was a full-time credit manager. So it made it very hard when I worked in an office but um, it all worked out. So um, I met my husband on stage um, at at the Burbank Little Theater. Um, We got married on the Golden Mall stage, um, and it'll be 47 years this um, December. So things are working out there. I remind him second marriages are the best, and he's only my first, which keeps him on his toes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was, I guess it's a, would you have to say one of those marriages made in heaven kind of thing, because he married me because I can run every power tool. I think, um, uh, from my, oh my schooling gosh. and background and everything I can, I can build a set, sew a costume and then get on there and sing or dance or act and do whatever I need to do. So, um, the one thing I would say to any of the listeners who want to be in this business is to make sure you get your education. Um, even mm-hmm. if it's not um, in regular school or regular college, that you still are studying somewhere that you're constantly learning. Because mm. um, I'm a dinosaur in a new digital world <laughs> myself. Um, and if it wasn't for you're people, you're not like, a dinosaur. <laughs> yes, honey, I am. A, but I'm a raptor. Let me just tell you right now. <laughs> um, so, but I, you know, I I worked full time. Acting was just a part time thing for me until 1984. And in 1984, um, uh, I had finally had enough of the the uh, real world business, as I called it. Yeah. And um, and you know how things, you know, one door closes and another one opens. I met Del Shores. He was um, working, uh, putting a show on at a little theater in North Hollywood that my friends owned, and they lost uh, one of their characters. Um, oh. And my friend said, "Well, we have a perfect lady for you. You need to audition her." And so they did. It was called Cheatin'. 
and I originated the role of um, Maybelline in that one. And then Dell wrote Daddy Stein, Who's Got the Will, and I got to be the originator of uh, Marlene in that one. And mm-hmm. we ran for two years at Theater wow. Theater, which is now a Greyhound bus stop. On, oh my gosh, um, that's yeah, sad. right on, right there on Coing and Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, we went to Edinburgh, Scotland to perform in the Fringe with it. And then myself and Molly McClure, who has since passed away, she and I got to reprise our roles um, from stage to film. Um, From that film, I got put under contract to what was then Lorimar, who sold me to, it's kind of like slavery in this business, who sold me to, (laughs) who sold me to ABC. And I started doing Step by Step. Um, I had tons of that show. Oh, it's so much fun. But I had a lot of other, um, a lot of other, I mean, I did the Jeffersons back in the 70s and different yeah. strokes. So um, I had a good uh, television background and some film background. Um, little known that I did Keanu Reeves' first film, which was called The what? Night Before. Yes. And Lori Laughlin was the leading lady in it. And it was very fun. It was kind of oh a gosh. high schooly thing, date night. So how that cute. Was a, it was a fun thing, um, which, and I'll tell you this, which probably will help with for some things is that my agent my agent called and said um monica swan that was the casting director wants to see you at abc network which used to be over on um century plaza century Mm -hmm. park west anyway so she said but she wants you to come dressed as a sleazy madonna bimbo oh my gosh and i was like i was like what me no i don't you know thinking they know they have the wrong person but my agent said no she wants you there so I had my hair ratted up and scarves in it and jewelry, and I was dressed in a leopard dress and come oh, no. F me pumps with little socks. Oh, I God. did look like a very large Madonna. <laughs> and um, and I went tripping through there trying to find where I was supposed to be, which was hysterical. Oh, um, when I got off, when I got off, it, oh, it was, honey, let me just say with all the business people and there I am dressed like oh, that, no. looking like an old tired hooker was not a good thing. Uh, when I got off the elevator, um, suddenly there were a whole bunch of sleazy Madonna type bimbos, but they all had to stand at least six feet tall, look like stupefying Jones out of Little oh. Abner. And I was like, oh, my God, they don't oh. know who I am. This is it. And it's like at that point you think, I have nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> I'm just so, going to go for it. I'm who just cares? going for it, the hell with it. Um, so when it was my turn to go in, I walked in there and the director gave me one of those looks like, oh my God, what is this? And then he glanced over at Monica <laughs> Swan and he, he Monica went, she, she kind of winked at him and said, just and like put her hand up, like, just wait. Um, anyway, needless to say, I got the part. Um, the part was like a, it was a very filthy phone call, which I made it very filthy, and um, and uh, <laughs> I got the part. So uh, I love it. <laughs> so I had two days as a nice guest actress uh, in a film with Keanu Reeves' first thing and Lori Laughlin. So it was oh fun. Gosh. It was fun. But those are the kind of things that if I had chickened out, and not gone, look yeah. what would have happened. So yeah, uh, do it. Go for it unless you find it morally offensive. Always do it. Unless you find it morally offensive, like you said. There you go. (laughs) Do the thing. So, yeah. So you did all these amazing things, clearly. And you've been working basically your whole life. And now you also are the co-governor for Performers Group at the Television Academy, which is amazing as well. You are always working and fighting for for performers. What made you decide to get into that side of things as well? Well, I think I'm pretty much an activist. I did a lot of, um, when I first started working on uh, Days of Our Lives, 
Um, I didn't understand why I, if I worked on a show for three days, why I wasn't getting three days pay, Right. but their contracts worked a lot different, which I didn't understand because I did not do a lot of daytime. Yeah. So, and that was um, back when SAG and AFTRA weren't merged yeah, when they and it weren't, was just when they AFTRA. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So I, um, I, uh, um, I got involved and I ended up being on the board nationally and locally and worked, you know, diligently for that because I personally feel like the actors sometimes get the short end of the stick. You know, yeah. you can you can write the script, you can light the stage, you can have a director, but if you don't have a performer there, then you're out. So why are we always the bottom rung? So anyway, so I, I, I the activists in me got involved there. The Television Academy, um, I was asked um, to run, and I did, and I won, wow. which was another thing. And um, so I'm having a good time. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I love that I know you and that that's something that you do because not a lot of actors will, you know, be activists for other performers in that fashion. And I think it's so interesting that you've done this and like really inspiring and hopefully I can do it one day too. Well, I think we should all do it. The, the basic thing to realize is that yes, this is a competitive business we're in, Yeah. but let it be competitive in the business. I don't compete. Don't, don't be ugly in your competition. Mm-hmm. Trust in the fact that you're talented. And remember that if you walk in the door for an audition, they already know you're talented and can do the job. Now right. it just depends on whether you're the right type for the guy that they've got or right, right. type for the you other woman the right that's look, there. All the other yeah. stuff. It's all of those things. You're already talented or you would not be in there because a casting director is not going to bring in somebody they can't trust to represent mm-hmm. their work. So know that and trust that and do the best you can and then let it go. Let it go, baby. Sing it like <laughs> Elsa does. There Just you let go. it go. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Oh my goodness. Um, so going back here for a second, Days of Our Lives, how did that come about? Because you've been on and off that show for forever, and it's how we initially met as well, way back in my Days of Our Lives it, days. It's true. You were just a little baby at the time. I was a tiny um, baby. Fran Bascom was the casting director at the time. Um, she has since passed over. Um, but she did a lot of theater, and she'd seen me in uh, Daddy's Dying, and we have mutual friends, and we mm-hmm. were at a party. And she asked me, she said, Patricia, have you ever thought about doing a soap? And well, I said, 
well, of course, work is work. Of course I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, and all the time in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to go on being a bar. Here's your peanuts. Do you want anything else to drink? Uh, that kind know. of thing. Um, you know, or the baby's down for the evening. I'm going to leave now. That kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. it turned out that it was to be the... Um, the wife of a very uh, renowned doctor, Mr. Handsome's Kevin Spiritus, who um, is your typical soap opera looking guy, Mr. I Stepped very Out handsome. of Vogue magazine. Mm -hmm. yep. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is this about? But um, it was interesting that um, he loved me for who I was and I loved mm. him for who he was. Um, I was not a size two unless you put a zero on the end of it. Oh my gosh! Um, and um, and I really wasn't signed for a contract at the time, but the show aired two weeks later uh, for my first show, mm -hmm. and um, as I understand it, they told me that the lights lit up at NBC, and they wow. people were like, "This is wonderful. We love the fact we can live through this woman, and you know, mm -hmm. she's us." And and I had a three year contract. Well, you're more relatable than you know all of these superstar models that that normally are on soap operas where you have the person who and looks like I think like that was, it was like, um, the uh, you know, the people didn't vicariously have to live through a tiny little lady. They could, you know, if, if I got him, they could get him. Um, mm -hmm. It was a wonderful self-esteem kind of character to give out there and stuff. And, um, and, uh, and I think that's I also why you guys keep going back. Like you guys are such a relatable and well-known and inspirational couple like I feel like that's why fans have always wanted you guys to keep going back to the show because you're so real that I mean it's wonderful I mean sometimes the people used to ask us did we have different writers and stuff and I think it mm -hmm. wasn't so much we because we always had the same writers I think it was because you know Kevin and I had such a good rapport with each other and we really worked on our you know in the makeup room before we went on in our dressing rooms, we really worked hard on our dialogue and stuff like that. And he'd be another good character for you to have at a later date would be to get him on there. Cause he's, you know, now writing and producing his yeah. own show after yes, forever, after which forever. Uh, won a ton of Emmys last year and got not and nominations this year also. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I love Kevin. Him. He's, he's so sweet and you guys make such a great duo. And, you know, and it's so surprising because, you know, as much as he does a lot of singing, people don't realize what a wonderfully talented singer he is, too. So, yeah. Anyway. I love that. And I love that Fran also found you from theater because that's how she found me. My friend, I was doing um, a show at Glendale Center Theater and the girl who worked there, she knew Fran. They were really good friends. And when they were recasting, she's actually the one who got me into the room with Fran and then Fran was the one who essentially booked me I don't think I even had a producer session she, um, she Fran to me Fran Baskin was one of the the greats I mean she she, she was truly, amazing she loved actors she mm -hmm. went everywhere to see him she was always going to theater to see other people and stuff so she appreciated um, the craft and it and it's true that you know theater actors can take on soap operas I think a lot easier than a film actor could because with theater you have that one shot chance everything has to be perfect and that's kind of how it is in soap operas too and it's fast because you go from one act to the next yeah. act and the act and you're over. So, yes, uh, it is some of the hardest work I've ever had to do. When you're 100%. memorizing 40 pages of dialogue a day, you don't go anywhere yeah. <laughs> unless you have a photographic no memory. <laughs> hey, I, have, I have somewhat of a photographic memory, which has always been helpful for me. But I, I do remember hiding the script in like every spot that I could on days. There was just scripts everywhere. <laughs> Mine were always underneath the seat. I really worked hard to memorize <laughs> And I think that's another thing for actors to realize, too, is that um, 
there are 15 ways you can say, hi, how are you? Or how mm-hmm. is your day? And, you know, different, there's the where you put the inflection and things, words and dialogue changes. So when you're learning your script, learn, try to figure out all of them. And then to be sure to listen to your partner. I mean, mm, there's yeah. a certain... There's a certain story that has to be continued and to go. And sometimes getting from A to Z is a little different for one actor than another actor. Um, so, but again, yeah. in the soaps, it's very fast. You don't, you, if my one advice I'd say to people is if you think things are getting screwed up, start coughing because, <laughs> and so they have to start over because you, uh, you, um, you don't always get that second chance. So. For real. And then, so then you you still go back to Days of Our Lives every once in a while, once in a while course, right? I just got through, they have this thing called the Dual app that they oh, did yeah. a fun little series on. It's it's a free app. It's D-O-O-L-A-P-P. It's a free app you can download onto your phone. And they have interviews and they did a whole little series with all the kids from the um, uh, early 90s. Oh, uh, wow. So it, so it was a fun little thing that we got to go back and do just recently. And then okay. before that, I was there in 2016. I, um, Bold and the Beautiful put me under contract, but they right. allowed me to go back and finish a storyline at um, Days for a little bit. and um, Which is kind of unheard of to be on two soap operas at once if they don't intertwine with each other. I remember how they used to do that with like All My Children and One Life to Live where characters would go back and forth. But it, it, it's, it, it's a little looser now, I think, like that. CBS is one of the tougher ones. Um, so I'm very grateful to them that they allowed me to do that to fin- and to Brad Bell for letting me finish the story. Yeah. Um, because it, when I went back to days, I was just working virtually as a day player because mm. I wasn't under contract anymore. So uh, they could have said no. And then days would have lost me to finish the story thing. So which um, would have been very sad. Well, I mean, you know, none of us are indispensable. Um, and yeah. I'm just grateful I got to do it. But we, you know, things happen. And it, but it's been very good for me along those lines. And, you know, now I'm in another digital series. I mean, mm-hmm. I I, you know, we, you and I started. In yeah, we've been behave, doing them um, yeah. before most people knew that digital series could There's be done. Cool. We did right. Misbehave first and then Acting Dead and Ladies of the Lake. We've done so many together. Well, we still need to get your mom's script flag out there and just. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. We got to yeah. do that. That would be the best. There's you guys, I'm not going to tell you too much about it to the people. No, no, we can't. It's really good. It's really good. You want to see really it. Good. You really want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so now that we've kind of, you know, gone through your, your life as an actor, I'm sure there's a lot more that we missed, but um, I want to get to your story. The big one that got away. Um, the big one that got away. Well, I told you that I got to reprise my role in Daddy Stein, who's got the will to film. Yeah. And, and um, Sissy Spacek's husband was the director. And mm. Sissy sent me a script. She said, Patrika, this is your script. This is wonderful. I just got this. And mm. I don't think there's a part right for me in here, but it's your script. And she sent it to me and I read it and flipped out. I went, oh, my God, it is mine. Th- Sissy, thank you. Then I'm with my agents and everything like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't even get to read for it. Um, oh, the show what? was called Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, no. And, it, and the offer went to Kathy Bates right away. And, but Kathy had an, oh. uh, you know, an Oscar, and who was Patricia Darbo? Right. So, but, um, oh, my God. You yeah, didn't even no, get to audition. No. No, that's always the tough thing when you don't get to audition. But um, you know what? I'm sure there are people out there that go, damn that Patricia Darbo. She got that part, <laughs> and I really wanted it. So It's true. Um, it's true. It's uh it, it, that's the way it goes. Um, uh, 
it was a very sad thing that I didn't get it. A very yeah. sad thing I didn't even get to read for it. Mm. Um, but I'm still here. I'm still working, as is Kathy Bates and yeah. and I'm sure other people that I might have taken a role from that they felt I did. So and I mean, was, I guess if you have to lose a role to someone, Kathy Bates is a great person to lose I a role would to. Say absolutely, honey. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that Sissy thought that it was a good thing for me. And um, you know, but we go on and. That's, That's so cool that you had that relationship with Sissy as well. Well, it was wonderful. Um, you know, uh, it just the whole thing was just a wonderful experience. And then mm. to have that the film Daddy's Dying was that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I'm, you know, it's it. What's so interesting is I'm still working with Dell. I did. Uh, I originated the role of um, Nolita Nethercott in mm. Sorted Lives, which is went to television and went on to film. But again, wow. I was under contract to Days and could not do oh. his film or television of it. Oh, but, gosh. Um, you know, but, you know, another actress did it and did it well and still doing it. And that's the way it goes. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. There you go, honey. <laughs> not much you can do. No, not much you can do. That's something that's uh, definitely you have to learn in this industry is that a lot of it is out of your control and you kind of just have to go with the waves. Well, if you don't, then you might as well go get something else because, you you know, um, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. First of all, if you can't take rejection, you definitely have to get out of this because there is that we're in a rejection business. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times, as I said earlier, it has nothing to do with your talent. It's we want a blonde. We want to, we want somebody older. We want somebody younger. We want somebody taller. We want somebody shorter, fatter, skinny, whatever. Um, I've even been in the situation where they like in the room have asked me if I'll dye my hair. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you need me to do, I'll dye my hair. And it's like still not enough. (laughs) They're like, well, but yeah, well, at this point we're shooting tomorrow. We don't know if it's your hair is going to turn out like, so we're going to go with the blonde actress. Yeah. Yep. Basically it's crazy. So, um, you know, what can you do? It's wild. Yeah. I remember I've only ever had my hair dyed like on set once when I did castle and they dyed it black like black black because I was playing that's goth. when you played that little cute goth character you were yeah. adorable and it was yeah. wild to like literally sit in the trailer and have your hair dyed just because that's what they wanted and it was great I actually kept the black hair for a bit because I kind of was digging it at the time I was a silly teenager <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it's it's wild what they'll um what they'll do to to make you the character I actually kind of prefer it when they do do that and like they see you as an actor and they're like you're great we're going to have you look like the character now and transform your look and do that because they know that you're the person to do it, to do the role. Which was wonderful. And you're, you know, you were playing opposite and I can't think of the little girl's name that played Castle's oh, daughter. Uh, Molly Quinn. Molly. You know, but where's Molly, right? This might have not seen Molly doing a lot lately. So, you know, you see, you go from being a series regular to going to what happened to little Molly? Where is she right now? And, yeah. it, and because of her age and the things she's doing is she could be doing a million things that are out of my realm because right. I, as I said, I'm a dinosaur, so I'm not watching certain shows <laughs> at certain age groups. So, you know, it's like you're in one minute, you're up one minute, you're down. It's just like whether you let yourself stay down there or you reinvent and keep moving forward it's a total roller coaster and you got to find things to keep you occupied that aren't killing your soul in between the acting gigs (laughs) 
No, no, I'm still waiting for our last thing to come out and figure out what's going to happen with. I the know vinyl we did a stuff. really fun short film called Vinyl Child with Creed Bratton, and that was that was so much fun. We even got to shut down the Santa Monica Pier and shoot on the roller coaster for a day, which was <laughs> oh wild. my god, that it was so much fun. Anyway, it was I gotta like, say, I loved hearing you guys scream. It was my favorite part. Was just <laughs> you and Creed <laughs> screaming at the yeah. top of your lungs. And in reality, we're on a baby roller coaster, and yeah. Creed yeah. didn't want to ride it in the first place because he was more frightened of it. But you know, oh, he did. He was a trooper and got on there, and we did do it. It was fun, and it so. was so fun. I can't wait for that to come out. I think it's. I think it's a funny little short film, really special. Well, I am so grateful that you came on the show today and talked to me about fried green tomatoes and all of the other things. Um, now I'm going to take can, to the um, bed. Yeah, where where can people find you on social media? Um, I, I am Darbo Patrika on Instagram and Patrika Darbo on Twitter and Facebook Patrika Darbo. There are no initials, just plain Patrika Darbo. And, um, you know, then and you, if you need to email me, you can email me or DM me <laughs> or whatever you need to do. I'm there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, everybody, let's send really big, great vibes to Patrika tomorrow. Hopefully she wins this Emmy. Let's go, Patrika. Let's go, Patrika. And everybody should watch Studio City, which is on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Patrika. All right, my darling. Thank you again to Patrika Darbo for coming on the show. I love her. I hope we can get a big margarita soon and hopefully celebrate her Emmy win. Let's Let's all give some good vibes to her this weekend. Good vibes, y'all. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it right now. You can also follow the show on social media. Those links are in the show notes. Tune in next week to hear my friend Martha Madison tell the story of how she got the role that she's most known for. It's a pretty, pretty epic and crazy roller coaster that she went on. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. As always, thanks for coming in. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you, and let's make season two even more memorable together.